Welcome to the Reset Podcast with Kirk Elliott, PhD, where every week we integrate politics, economics, and legislation that will impact your investment portfolios and lives. In doing this, we can reset our expectations so we can invest with wisdom, discernment, and confidence. Sit back, listen, and learn as we go on the journey of navigating through the economic jungle together. Hey, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott, founder of Kirk Elliott PhD Private Advisors. And today, I'm going to talk to you about the $2 million cup of coffee. That's right. So what is the $2 million cup of coffee? Well, it's it's a story. It's a story that I want to share with you about overspending and what happens when we spend excessively. So the most expensive cup of coffee ever was the Sexagen Tuple Vanilla Bean Mocha Frappuccino, and it was a 128-ounce glass with 60 shots of espresso. It cost $54.75. Not only is that death to your pocketbook, oh my word, it might give you a heart attack. I mean, that's a lot of espresso, right? So it's pretty much death in a glass. So I want to tell you a story about millionaires. So Thomas J. Stanley and William Danko wrote a book a while ago called The Millionaire Next Door. So what does the millionaire next door look like? So according to them in this study, millionaires don't look like millionaires. They don't dress like millionaires. They don't eat like millionaires. They don't act like millionaires. And they don't even have millionaire names. But what do millionaires do? They live well below their means. They wear inexpensive suits. They save and invest what they don't spend. They drive American cars. And about two-thirds are working and one-third are retired. Those that are working are self-employed. So I got to tell you a story about my friend. So my friend would drive about 40 miles round trip five days a week because we lived in a, in a rural area uh, to go get her frappuccino. And she didn't just stop there. She got a pastry with it, right? So it's like, oh, my word, not only is she paying for the frappuccino, not only is she paying for the pastry, all that gas. I mean, with gas prices today shooting through the roof, oh, my word, this gets really expensive, doesn't it? So let's do some math here. So here's some assumptions. $4.25 a day for a Frappuccino, Monday through Friday, that's 22 days a month. That's $93.50 a month spent on coffee. We're just talking about the coffee here, okay? Not Not the other stuff that's added to it. And let's assume a 12% annual growth rate on investments. So what would happen if she invested that $4.25 a day instead of drinking it? Well, let's look at some of these major trends, okay? So because if we're a student of history and we follow the trends, we can be in the right place at the right time the majority of the time. So let's look at some major asset class trends. From 1980 to 2000, the Dow Jones Industrial Average grew 1,404%. 
that's a compounded average of 14.5% a year for 20 years. From 1970 to 2000, the U.S. average real estate prices grew 593%, or an average of 10.7% a year. For the decade of the 1980s, you could have averaged 9.46% a year with bonds. And then from 2000 to 2014, gold has grown from $278 an ounce to $1,230 an ounce. That's a 342% increase in 14 years, or on average, 13.1% a year. See, the point of this is there's no such thing as a bad investment, right? There's just bad timing for certain investments. And when you identify these trends and you act accordingly and invest into them, the trend can be your friend, right? And so we're just looking that 14 and 10.7%, 9.46%, 13.1%, right? I want to show you that it's easy. I, when you identify some of these trends to get 12% a year, which is the assumption of this math. So let's get back to my friend. How much do you think she could have saved if she invested $4.25 a day instead of drinking it? What, 10000 50000 100000 Well, let's look. Because it's not even close. At age 65, not adjusting for inflation, she would have had $2,026,073.75 in Okay, that's a lot of money. Was that Frappuccino worth it? When you look back and see what your spending is, does it make you pause and make you think, oh my word, I'm doing the wrong thing here. Look at what I could have done. So let's replace you instead of the friend in this story. What is your coffee? Is your coffee eating out? Is it like satellite or cable? Is it gadgets? Is it snacks? The list could be endless. The list could be endless, right? I'm not picking on coffee lovers because I love coffee as well, right? But we all have that one thing that's kind of our guilty pressure that we probably spend too much on. See, when you look at your spending, if you look at your checkbook, if I look at somebody's checkbook, I can tell what you prioritize. I can tell what you love. I can see areas of overspending. I can see areas of underspending because those numbers don't lie. So there's a strategy for success, okay? Learn how to live below your means, find fun things to do that are free, invest in the right trend at the right time, and learn how to budget and stick to it. So let's look at a successful budget. What is a successful budget or budgeting for success look like? Well, you will live below your means. It will help you save up for the things you want to purchase. It will help ensure a comfortable retirement. 
and you will have more money to give away. So here's a formula for success. 70, 10, 10, 10. So what does 70, 10, 10, 10 mean? Well, it's really simple. Let's go over it here real quick. So a formula for success, 70% living. 70% is what you use to live on. Pay bills, like a car payment, insurance, food, and clothes. For your parents, this would also include a house payment or rent, if if you're a younger audience watching this. 10% is giving. See, this comes right off the top before anything else. This is important that you give what is called your first fruits. Give your best, not your worst. If you wait until everything else is allocated, sometimes you may not have anything to give. 10% save. The second 10% in this, this success formula is saving. This is stuff that you want to purchase in the near to immediate future. And then the last 10% is invest. This is something that you will never really touch until retirement. So there's freedom that comes from this structure of a budget. There's freedom that comes from living below your means. So what do we do? If you don't have debt, don't go down that road. And if you do have debt, declare war on it. See, giving is a solid foundation to build your life on. So as we close here, number one, I want you to learn to live a lifestyle of giving. I want you to learn to live below your means. I want you to learn to identify the trends. Identify the trends where you can invest, where you outpace inflation. Where over time, that saving, that investing will compound upon itself. And before you know it, your retirement years are going to look amazing. Absolutely amazing. If you have any questions, give our office a call. We'd help love We just love to help you navigate through this. We'll talk to you later. This is Dr. Kirk Elliott, founder of Kirk Elliott PhD Private Advisors. Thank you for listening to Reset with Kirk Elliott PhD. Every week, our goal is to increase your knowledge and help melt away any financial anxiety and stress that causes inaction. In any economy and with any presidential administration, there are things we can do to thrive and not just survive. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We look forward to our next time together on the next installment of Reset with Kirk Elliott PhD. If you have any questions, call us at 720-605-3900 or simply email us at info at kirkelliotphd.com.